KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, April 13th. Biden's newest proposal to boost EV sales by 2032. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Today, the San Diego City Council is voting on a ban on camping on public property. If passed, it would be banned when shelter beds are available. It also would ban encampments at all times within two blocks of schools, shelters, parks, and along trolley tracks. Council member Stephen Whitburn introduced the ordinance. If somebody is currently sleeping on the sidewalk outdoors and we offer them another place to have a tent outdoors that is not on the sidewalk blocking anybody, that is not in a canyon uh, threatening fires, that uh, is simply in a more secure place, why wouldn't we believe that it is reasonable to ask that person to take advantage of that? He said the city is also trying to address its lack of shelter beds. E-cigarette company Juul will pay out $462 million to California and five other states. The agreement also includes some restrictions on the company's marketing, sales, and distribution of its products. Juul has faced many lawsuits in recent years, but the settlement announced yesterday is the biggest so far. The San Diego Unified School District sued Juul in 2020. In the suit, the district said Juul has disrupted learning and caused the district financial loss. The City of San Diego wants your help naming one of its newest EVs. It's a shuttle in the Pacific Beach neighborhood that will also pick up passengers from the Balboa Transit Station. The free service will start this summer. Submit your choice on the city's website by Monday, April 17th. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. The Biden administration is proposing strict new automobile pollution limits across the U.S., Reporter Jacob Ayer says, in some ways, they're even more ambitious than California's current plan to reduce carbon emissions from cars and trucks. On Wednesday, the Environmental Protection Agency proposed standards that could require electric vehicles to account for two-thirds of new car sales in the U.S. by 2032. UC San Diego professor and environmental economist Mark Jacobson says the limits are the strictest ever proposed at the federal level. But California already has some regulations in place that all new cars, pickup trucks, and SUV sales in the state have to be electric or hydrogen by 2035. You know, we're going to transition to electric vehicles almost certainly uh, around the world at some point, uh, potentially very soon, uh, maybe not for another 10, 15 years. It's not clear, right? And so the federal government is trying to speed up that transition, uh, particularly in, in states that are not California or not the the state's following California's lead. Jacobson says the trick with the new federal proposal is going to be making enough affordable EV cars, adding a lot more charging stations, and most importantly, getting people to buy in. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. 
A former San Diego congressman who resigned in disgrace more than three years ago over a campaign finance scandal is facing renewed scrutiny over his actions while serving in Iraq in 2004. Military and veterans reporter Andrew Dyer has more on the new revelations about Duncan Hunter. Before Duncan D. Hunter was elected to Congress, he was a Marine artillery officer fighting in Iraq at the First Battle of Fallujah. At the time, Duncan L. Hunter, his father, was a congressman and the chair of the Armed Services Committee. In 2004, as a relatively new officer, First Lieutenant Hunter was under instruction coordinating mortar strikes. A Marine platoon holed up in a schoolhouse called in a strike to a nearby position. According to a new investigation from the NPR podcast Embedded and its new series Taking Cover, Hunter checked the wrong mission card. He plotted the coordinates and approved the mortar strike. It landed in the schoolhouse's courtyard, killing two Marines and an Iraqi interpreter. Here's NPR Pentagon reporter Tom Bowman from the Taking Cover podcast. Clearly, if this had come out back in 2004, that the son of the chair of the House Armed Services Committee was involved in a deadly friendly fire accident, that would have been big news. But it wasn't news. The Marines didn't even tell the families their loved ones were killed by friendly fire for three years. After a colonel recommended several of the Marines be punished over the incident, military officials overruled that and no one was punished. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. To hear more on Hunter's role and the cover-up, listen to Episode 4 of the Taking Cover podcast out today. The tax deadline has been extended, but if you qualify for free tax help, you might want to get it done sooner than later. Reporter Melissa May explains why. This year, San Diego County residents do not have to have their taxes completed by April 18th. The IRS has given an extension until October 16th. But according to Carolyn Wynn from the United Way of San Diego County, San Diego County residents who make less than $60,000 a year should still try to file sooner than later. We still recommend that folks, if they're low and moderate income, to get their taxes filed by April 18th, because that's when the bulk of the free tax preparation services will be available. The United Way is a part of the EITC, or Earned Income Tax Credit Coalition, which is made up of 35 different organizations throughout the county that provide free tax preparation services. For those who are unsure if they qualify for the extension or would like to make an appointment for free tax preparation, should call 211. Melissa May, KPBS News. Coming up... San Diego Opera's spooky new show is inspired by Edgar Allan Poe and ghosts. We'll have that story just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Nicholas Ravellis died last month from pancreatic cancer. He was the director of education at San Diego Opera for more than two decades. This Friday, his opera, Ghosts, 
will have its world premiere at the Balboa Theater. Arts reporter Beth Hakamondo previews the San Diego Opera production. Last summer, Nicholas Ravellis was debuting one opera at San Diego International Fringe Festival and prepping another for a world premiere at San Diego Opera. I'm very excited about that, to be produced by my home company, as well as a big professional opera company in the United States, so I hope we'll get some notice for it. And what delighted him even more was that the opera was in a genre he loved. The horror is up front and center. But last October, Ravellis was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He died just six weeks before this Friday's world premiere of Ghosts, an evening of three one-act horror-inspired operas. But with a title like Ghosts, perhaps he knew he would be haunting the rehearsal hall. Oh, undoubtedly. That's mezzo-soprano Emily Fons. We joke about it, you know, it's, it's in the text. We can say, oh, that's, that's Nick right there for sure, that moment. Or it, it feels like somehow we're still exchanging ideas and asking for his blessing on the choices we make. John De Los Santos is directing the opera. So Nick is definitely here with us, laughing, crying, getting very involved, and making sure that we're going to present an amazing premiere to commemorate him. And then when it's over, total blackout. I mean, Nick would love this. Back in December, Ravellis was in hospice, but still working with Delo Santos. I just told him, creepy, I want jump scares. <laughs> I want everything a horror movie would have. Ravellis and Delo Santos bonded over some shared passions. Well, Nick loved horror, and I love horror, but we also love opera. And I think that something that both horror and opera have in common is they elicit strong emotions, strong feelings. I'm a great believer that you can approach anything through opera. <laughs> I absolutely believe in the genre. When you sing things, the story, the drama is more heightened. It becomes more important, it becomes bigger, and I like that, the bigness of that. That was Ravellis from May last year. In December, the passion was still there, but cancer was taking a toll. It is an opera in black and white. And when I think horror, I think black and white. And when I say that, I mean that the sound colors, the colors from the orchestra are even kind of black and white. Lunatic, lunatic, your cousin Sandra, Sandra, For the opera Eden, De Los Santos was also the librettist. Ghosts are not figures in sheets. They are memories. They are regrets. They are unknown and unanswered questions that we have that we have to confront. In the opera House, Fawn sings the role of a mother. Nick and I did talk about that, how ghosts can be trauma, can be experiences, can be people who we aren't able to shed emotionally from our lives. David Bennett, general director of San Diego Opera, saw ghosts as an opportunity to fulfill his goal of offering audiences a detour from traditional opera. So I knew allowing Nick to play in that play box of horror and ghost story genre would result in something that would be deeply compelling. That's why it's really an honor for us to produce this, because there's so much in this work that's unusual and unexpected, but there's also so much in it that is in many ways traditional. 
Ravellis expressed hope that the opera would have a future beyond this weekend, and Ghosts would be the perfect legacy for a man who devoted his life to being an ambassador for opera and whose heart always belonged to horror. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. San Diego Opera's world premiere of Nicholas Ravellis' Ghosts has three performances Friday through Sunday at the Balboa Theater. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join me back here tomorrow for a story on how the solar industry is trying to sign up more customers before new energy rules take place. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.